This episode brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, and even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. And auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. It's a hard next life. It is a hard next life. A hard next life. Oh, it's a hard next life. It's a hard next life. It is a hard next life. A hard next life. Oh, it's a hard next life. fans and what is up fairy motherfucking d what is up craig how are you my brother it's been too long yeah yeah what's going on dude i mean <laughs> i know it's not exactly like a super exciting next season but you know we're approaching the deadline Hold on, what do you I mean, mean what's going what we didn't just skip a week dude you have the worst memory you do i do have a bad memory <laughs> why what happened well, first of all, the last time I saw you was at that marvelous Memphis Grizzlies game, which was awful, but great because of the <laughs> seats you got us. So that was awesome. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're welcome. Uh, that, was, that was great. And we're going to talk about that. So much has happened since we last talked. We didn't do a show last week. Uh, I'm not going to say it was because of everything that went down with Kobe, but it did feel weird doing a podcast bitching about the usual shit we like to bitch about. Uh, right. when and something a, and a so lot of tragic people, has happened. I know. And a lot of people did do Kobe tribute podcasts, but I mean, th- there was so much of that out there that you could really get anywhere. Why do you need to listen to me and Craig about it? I mean, exactly. We were... Yeah, that that plus I, honestly, I was thinking that, too. Like, it's horrible what happened to Kobe. And he ah. was a great member of the NBA family. And it was yeah, and sad, we talked and, about it. it yes, yeah, I walked around depressed for day. Ah. I mean, it's so sad that someone with all that can just vanish so tragically and instantly. It's so sad. Yeah, and then to go down with, you know, I eight know, others. With, and, and, yes, was, yeah, and your awful. daughter, and ah. it's 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 such an awful thing. Um, and yeah, like you said, everybody was doing these tributes, and I don't really, I'll be honest, I don't, I don't have, know enough about Kobe to do a tribute that is very meaningful and not, and not totally... Uh, disingenuous i think you know where we could focus an entire show on kobe right even though i i mean i've i felt awful about it and i thought he was a great player and seems like a great person and father yeah Yeah, i mean yeah you heard all the anecdotes and the stories you know yeah so many different people and you really saw like how much he cared for others you know um especially like later on after his retirement but uh and then and then i was it's kind of bizarre like that you told me like th- this the episode that we're recording right now is episode 24. So if we did do a show last week it would have been episode 24, the Kobe episode which is kind of wild. 
Yeah, and that's too much pressure for us, <laughs> right? Pressure, I mean, yeah. give me a break. I mean, come on. We barely know what we're talking about with the Knicks. <laughs> no, I don't know about that. Uh, <laughs> so that that is obviously sad. So Kobe and the Kobe family in our prayers. And a lot of other stuff has happened. Like we said, we went to the Knicks game. We sat... Thanks to Barry, we sat right behind the Knicks bench. We observed some interesting things, I thought. We had a great time. We'll talk about that today. I'm just going to do a fucking rundown, Barry, of all the shit that's happened since we last spoke, because it's a lot. Okay. And this is what people have to look forward to. You got the game against Memphis. Front row. Barry was a lunatic. I was a lunatic. I ate three servings of sushi. Barry stuffed his face as well. <laughs> um, the fight, Alfred Payton, right, versus Crowder. We got. We were there. <laughs> yeah. We have female tendencies. Steve Mills, thank God, is gone. That's exciting news. All right. We got. Um, what do we got? We got uh, R.J. R.J. Barrett. The rumor is he's coming back. He's gonna get back on the court. Have you heard that? Yeah, yeah. I heard that. There's a good chance we may see him in Orlando uh, in the Orlando game. And now that Mills is gone, he's been gone for like a day. The trade deadline is today. It's happening today. Actually, tomorrow technically, but it's Wednesday night for us right now, so we're going to be watching you know, the Twitter rumors as they come. We're going to talk about all that shit, and hopefully by the time you listen to this episode, it's not all, all old news. And some exciting news, Barry, you just, you just heard on the wire, right? Uh, yeah, exciting news. Uh, yeah, so apparently- uh, Guys, this is, Brzingis, this is big. This is big. Brzingis may have broken his nose because he was bleeding profusely from his face after taking an elbow. Oh, all right. And later in the show, guys, we are giving away the Knicks jersey to one of our followers on Twitter randomly. As long as they retweeted that tweet. What we're going to do is we're going to pick them randomly. Then we're going to check to make sure they retweeted that tweet. I mean, they're only going to be picked randomly if they did retweet it. But if they're not following both of us, they get disqualified. And we move on to another one, another drawing. Beautiful. Okay, that's at the end of the show. So let's talk about that game. I mean, I, what, it's hard to talk about that game when we've got Mills being fired and the trade deadline coming up, right? Yeah, who gives a shit about that game? I will take this time to thank you so much, though. I mean, C Craig was so uh, grateful for me taking him to this uh, game that he took me into the uh, the shop uh, at the Garden, and he basically basically told me to pick out anything I want at the shop. And I was That's a little bit true. reluctant That's, to— You're making me sound so much better. Than no, you, you pretty much did. Dude. I was trying to force you to buy a jersey— you didn't want one for some reason. Right, no, no. Why no, is that? Because you don't know who's going to be on the team or you just yeah, don't wear dude, jerseys? The last Knicks jersey I owned was a Chris Porzingis jersey, and then I, I vowed never to buy another fucking Knicks jersey again. You know, I'll buy fucking shirts, sweatshirts, T-shirts, but I'm not going to buy another yeah. jersey. I just won't do so, it. So, anyway, so, yeah, so, Barry, I, so Barry was like, so here, I'll tell you how it happened. So Barry was like, no, I don't want a jersey. And then we kept walking around and kept dropping these subtle hints about this this hoodie that he liked. He was like, oh, I do like this hoodie, but it's always too expensive. <laughs> and uh, I was like, oh, man, Barry really wants me to get this hoodie instead of the jersey, right? You were doing that on purpose, right? Admit it. It's okay. Maybe half, <laughs> half, halfway. <laughs> no, because I've looked for this sweatshirt before. This is like the warm-up hoodie, like yeah. the official warm-up hoodie that they wear on the court before games. And like, I remember last season they had a black one. And I couldn't find it anywhere. Like, yeah, even like I, I searched for it all over the internet. I could never find it. And now they wear this this uh, gray one a lot with the black logo. And uh, it's just, it's sweet. 
Well, it looks and good. They on had you. it right there. Thank you. Thank and you yeah, so Barry, much. We, we played the whole game where Barry was like, no, no, I'm not. You know, it's too much money. And then I was like, yeah. And oh, then you're on, like, Barry, try it on. Yeah, try it. it on, Barry. Try it on. Try it on. And then I'm like, all right, fuck it. We're going. We we go get it. I give the guy, the cashier, the Hard Nick's Life sticker. I said, hey, man, it's Hard Nick's Life. Then he gave us, what did he give us? A fucking rat for the Chinese New Year. A, little, a mouse. He was like, oh, was for mouse. that, I'm giving you this stuffed mouse, which, <laughs> what'd you do with that? I gave it to my kids. Did they want it? And then it felt bad because I only had one. So it was like, uh, you know, <laughs> of course. so I'm like, oh, who, shit, who do I give it to? So I was like, I got you guys something to share. <laughs> you know, meanwhile, I was my someone with a fucking stuffed mouse. Craig spent 100 bucks when Barry spent like $7,000 on Knicks tickets. 7000 <laughs> 2000 Those seats were ridiculous, though. I mean. Oh, it was great. I, it really changed my whole. It changed the way I think I'm going to experience games from now on. I don't know how I'm going to do it another way. That Delta Lounge. The you Delta guys have Lounge no idea. Awesome. Dude, I don't know. So, the, I don't know who's been down there, but I was never down there, and I had no idea what was down there. It's basically like Celebrity Row, and it's a really big area. And aside from the alcohol, and they have a beautiful bar with top shelf liquor. But aside from that, everything in there comes with your ticket. So cheeseburgers, hot dogs, boxes oh, of popcorn, go. Godiva ice cream bars on ice that you could just walk by and pick up. There's like no lines for any of that food Soft either. serve ice cream. Soft Sushi. Serve ice cream. Sushi. Uh, uh, jumbo sh- shrimp cocktail. Jumbo shrimp cocktail. We, we were online Coffee. right behind Clyde <laughs> Frazier for the sushi, right? Yeah, yeah. I had was a fun. conversation with Clyde, took a picture. We saw Wally back there, Rebecca Harlow, Charles Smith. We were eating our sushi at these little tables. I turn around and there's Charles Smith eating something yeah. five feet away from you. I swear there was a guy standing at our table while we were eating sushi that is someone famous. Did you feel that way? That older guy? He no. looked very familiar. I don't know. But yeah, it was unbelievable. It was so weird how you do just walk up to these concession stands that oh, are similar to, that. to the way they look in the garden. And you're, it's like... Oh, I want a uh, bag of Cracker Jacks. You just fucking take it right off the thing and walk away. <laughs> yeah, I was telling a couple of people the next day about the experience. Like, yeah, all the food is free. And they're like, dude, you paid like $1,000 each ticket. <laughs> I was like, well, okay, fine. You want to look at it that way, but whatever. Yeah, but it really do- it, it was a lot of fun. And then being right there behind the Knicks bench, we were hearing conversations. We were, I was staring at James Dolan the whole time. Yeah. Uh, oh, the, the we most boisterous guy in the bench, Alonzo's, by the way. Trying to get Alonzo's attention. <laughs> yeah, right, right, I know. The most boisterous guy on the bench, though, during the whole game, like cheering for everybody anytime they did anything. And, you know, hopefully he's not here much longer <laughs> later today. But it, it was Marcus Morris. I mean, he's clearly. No, I didn't think so. Dude, Marcus. he's clearly the leader of this team. I don't know how much you were watching, but every time anybody, especially one of the young guys, did something and he was on the bench, he was up out of his seat. The only one a really? lot of the times. I yelling. did not see any. I was not focusing on Marcus at all. Yeah, I saw I Trier. Con- Trier has a great attitude for someone who never gets in the fucking game. Yeah. And. I was just so zoned in on Mitch and Frank and that dynamic between DSJ and Frank because DSJ was getting in the game. And I took that video, right, of Frank like watching DSJ uh, right after he took his warm-ups off. But that was at, like, that video was cool and interesting because they were both in frame and Frank looked jealous, right? But you have no idea what it looked like before that vid- before I took that video, remember? Yeah. When I pointed yeah. him to you and Frank was literally looking DSJ up and down with like puppy dog <laughs> eyes while DSJ was like removing his warm-ups. It was sad. Yeah. But yeah, we were right behind the Knicks coaches. The one thing I got from that game was that that coaching staff, not so much Mike Miller, I'd say, but all the assistants, 
they're really, really engaged. Uh, especially Royal Ivy. Um, and those guys there, I mean, they're just intense. I was impressed by their intensity and um, how into it they were for a team that's going nowhere, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's not that sense that you get by watching the games on TV that nobody cares. Yeah. Like, it's obvious that they all care, but the, I don't know, to me, the young guys look like they have no confidence out there during that game because I really did watch them closely. Yeah. Did you get that sense? Sure. I mean, we, we've been talking about it for weeks. Yeah, but we were there and we got, I mean, I just, wa- I didn't even watch the game so much. I watched what was going on at the bench. I was watching the timeouts, you know, <laughs> watching Dolan, who looked miserable the entire game, start to finish. Did you see him smile or not look like he had the weight of the world on his entire body at all during that game? When do you ever see him smile other than when he's on stage with his band? I guess. Like, at any game, he looks like that. And then yeah, at but that he game was, especially— dude, I couldn't I mean, take a picture of him where it didn't look like he was about to collapse to the ground. Yeah. Was he on something? What was going on there? I tweeted a photo, and someone said he looked, like, high. No, I think you got him. At, you know, you happen to get him like when he, he looked. You know, he was looking down. Is you know, was maybe he was mid blink or something. I don't know. I don't. Do you know how many times anything. I snapped a photo? Every time it was the same exact, <laughs> the same exact body. You know. You're lucky he didn't throw you out. I was. Yeah. You're lucky he didn't throw you out with that hard Knicks life T-shirt, dude. <laughs> I thought we were fucked. Knicks players and coaches did keep looking at us. Yeah. All right. So that was great. One of the greatest Knicks experiences I've ever had in my life. Thank you, Barry. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, no, we'll do it again somehow, some way. Next greatest was Tuesday, which was yeah. yesterday, right? My time is all fucked up right now. Yeah, I know. I you're coming off like from 27 hours of work straight. Yeah, I went into work at 10 a.m. on Tuesday. I got home today at 2 p.m. That is nuts, dude. Which is what, 28 hours. Didn't see my kids, my family. The next morning, I'm still walking around in what I was wearing the next day, and everyone's rolling into the office. Yeah, and, and just so everybody knows, thankfully you're not you're not a surgeon, so you weren't working, you know, on, on in the ER like you know overstressed or overtired, and you're not a bus driver or a truck driver, right? Because that's another job that you shouldn't uh, be working that many hours straight, right? You're a desk job. Okay, thank you for uh, enlightening everybody, Barry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Barry, just like, what were you fucking throwing out? Jo- so my job is not important. You're- Thankfully, no, no, Craig is no. a surgeon, right? It's not gonna. It's not a big deal. He's working. There are certain hours. jobs where he's they not, have he's not, laws. A, There's not a driver, right? There are said, labor it's laws. It's a fucking Craig. desk job. It's not a desk job, but it is a job in an office. Okay, Thank whatever. That clarification. I mean, yeah, that clarifies it all. That on Tuesday, that moment where I saw that tweet that Steve Mills was fired. I was smiling for hours after that. I don't even know why. Do we know why? Were you happy? Were you as happy as me? I mean, I don't know if I was happy as you, but yeah, I was happy. Look, look, this had to be done. You know, we we could debate if it was the perfect timing or not, you know? Yeah, but, weird timing right before the deadline. But regardless, it had to be done. And I mean, it's it's definitely more good than bad no matter what time it was done. And would you rather it have been done right after the trade deadline? Exactly. <laughs> after he makes a deal and then, you know, then leaves it with somebody else? No. Exactly. Somebody was tweeting at me, yeah, exactly that. Um, you know, what a what a joke the franchise is. Two days before the deadline, they get rid of him. You know, days before. They got rid of someone. They got rid of Phil Jackson, what, days after the draft, right? Yeah. Uh, the timing is off, but yeah, 
you know what? Better late than never, all right? Better that they did it now than days after the trade deadline and he's shipped oh. off half of our fucking team yeah, exactly. and brought in massive salaries um, or traded all our first-round picks. Yeah. Fine, he did it now. Yeah. He obviously wasn't seeing eye-to-eye with either Perry and or Dolan and or Steve Stout and whoever else might be in Dolan's ear, Masai Ujiri or however you say his fucking name, right? Whoever else might be in Dolan's ear about what to do with this team. Supposedly, we're interested in D'Angelo Russell right now, but Perry does not want to give up the 2020 first-round pick. Yeah, I mean, is that the only reason you think that they're backing off of that deal? D'Angelo Russell? I don't know. Yeah. His contract isn't small, right? That That's the whole thing with me. I, I like D'Angelo Russell. I think he's a great player. I know, obviously, his defense isn't up there, but, I mean, you look at his offensive numbers year after year. I mean, they're getting better. and He's, he's about to turn 24 years old. So I think he's a great player, but... You know, oh, is he boy. real? Is he is he at that thirty million dollar price point yet? In is his that career? what he's getting paid right now? 30? Yeah, thirty million. You know, it's four years, one seventeen, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Like so that. it works out to you know just shy of thirty million dollars a year right but now. But this and is the first the year. Year. It's the first year of four years. So he's got three more years left. Yeah, and maybe Barry, are you hey. fucking kidding me? You would not take D'Angelo Russell. And I'm sorry, Mrs. Dworkin, for cursing at your son right there. You Go would ahead. not take D'Angelo Russell right now if we didn't have to give up. Let's say any first round picks. Maybe you have to give up one, like a Knox and a Frank. Um, no, I wouldn't be upset with that. We've been struggling at the point guard position for so long now. You're you're gonna harp on how much money he's making for the next three years on a team that has plenty of space. There's no free agents coming this summer that are any fucking good. We're gonna sit and struggle with these shit point guards we have year after year. Here's a guy who will instantly get us twenty and. What does he get? Six, seven assists a game, or is it better than that now? Yeah, yeah. Last season he averaged seven. This year he's averaging a little bit over six. Um, but yeah, you look at you look at his points per game. I have the uh, last three seasons: fifteen point five points per game. Last year he was at twenty one point one. This year, uh, oh no, and then twenty one point one. Last year was twenty three point eight. Yeah, he's sick. And, and, and he's twenty four. And, and he's twenty four. Yeah, he's having his best uh, year from the behind the arc. He's at like over thirty eight percent with te- like close to ten attempts a game. Um, so I like his game. Yeah. Do I think he can grow into that max player? Yeah, he's almost there. It's hard to give up a lot and then pay that money as well. But I wouldn't be upset if we got him. Of course not. I shouldn't even say of course not because a lot of people don't even want him. They think he's uh, he's not nearly that that he's not even going to grow into his contract ever. Okay. What does Ju- what does Julius Randall get? He gets uh, between twenty. No, he gets about $20 million a year. All right, and Marcus Morris is getting, what, 15 this year, right? 15 this year. Would you rather have D'Angelo Russell on your team today? This is just a comparison of money. I know that this isn't a trade or anything. Would you rather have D'Angelo Russell on your team today or Marcus Morris and Julius Randle? Mm-hmm. Right now, tomorrow, who do you want? Those two or D'Angelo Russell? De- I think i go D'Angelo Russell. All right, so that money's better but I also spent know- than the guys we have on this team right now. Yeah. Yeah, but I also know that Marcus Morris isn't going to be here anyway. You know, at okay. the end of the Let's season, say he he's is. gone. Let's say he's not gone. You still go D'Angelo Russell, dude. Yeah, that I position mean, make... is so fucking important. It is. It is. But, uh, you know, you could also argue, well, well, actually, well, the draft pick's going to be there next year anyway, and you still need another point guard besides D'Angelo. So you'd still draft who's ever best, even if it is another point guard. That position just makes people better. It makes teammates better. Yeah. He's going to make... The guys who are there in place of Morris and Randall better. It's going to make the young guys better. They need somebody 
with that kind of confidence. They need someone to lead this team. Is D'Angelo Russell a leader? I don't know, but he led the Nets to a pretty good record last year, right? Yeah. I would take him. I would not give up. I don't think I would give up our first-round pick next year for him. But I'll be honest, if giving up our first-round pick next year meant we weren't giving up any key young guys, this like key young guys from our roster this year, like a guy like Mitchell or a guy like Knox, I think I would do that. You're, you're, you're going to yeah, get well, a point guard as good as D'Angelo Russell next year's draft? I don't know. Right, well, definitely not right out of the gate, you know, and, and yeah, you never know what they're going to become. But the other side of this, you know, if you are contemplating throwing in a first-round pick is you have to – we don't know what's going on with Masai Ujiri. We don't know if there are behind-the-scene discussions. We don't know if it would, you know, absolutely take one of those first-round picks to get him. You know, fortunately for the Knicks, they have a bunch of picks lined up, you know, in future years. So it wouldn't necessarily have to be a 2020 first round pick, even if you were going to throw that in for Masai Ujiri. You know, we've got a 2021 unprotected first, a 2023. It's probably going to end up being the Dallas picks. We have extra picks. I don't think it's going to be. Yeah, we have extra picks. picks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, we've got all of our own 2020 to 2025. And then, yeah, we got Dallas's 2021 and 2023 first round picks. There have been people who have been suggesting that somebody is in the Knicks' ear in some way, whether it's Perry or Dolan's ear, and sort of maybe influencing what's going on with the roster. I even, even heard Steve Stout's name. I even Steve heard Stout, Steve Stout's name. You know, could it be Masai? Could Masai be pulling the strings right now? I, I can't see that. Well, the only reason for someone to be pulling the strings and not actually being hired for the job is because they have a job somewhere else and they can't come here, right? There's no reason to be pulling the strings behind the curtain if you're not allowed to be, unless you're not allowed to be. And there, for me, Barry, there's a lot of rumors floating around about, you know, deals for Marcus Morris, the Lakers and Clippers, you know, really being hot after Morris, especially after Andre Iguodala just got traded to the Heat, apparently. Yeah. There's talks of them being into D'Angelo Russell. But the rumors we hear of players for these guys, and I don't know if they're true or not. For some reason, these rumors and the rumors you're hearing, uh, I don't know how to describe it, but I get a sense... That they're shit? No. That we're not getting, <laughs> we're no. Not getting our value? Do you feel that way? I'm getting a sense things... that, we're getting, that these are legitimate deals that we might be getting some talent back from. Not just we're shipping out Marcus Morris for a, for a first-round pick. You've seen... Marcus Morris for Kyle Kuzma and a, a, a pick and Danny Green or whatever, right, for salary purposes. That's a decent a haul for, for a guy who's going to be leaving us after this season. Yeah. That's a decent – that's not bad. No, no, that's, that's really good, actually. Uh, and even if it means – you know, even if you're flipping Danny Green somewhere else, you're still going to get something back. You know, Do you believe him. that Scott Perry player. is pulling off shit like that, or is there someone else there? Because these deals, they're just – I haven't heard rumors like that in, with the Knicks in a while. Right. It's always as minimal stuff as possible. I don't know. I'm just getting a sense that somebody fucking knows what they're doing somewhere. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I don't know what's going on back there. I mean, we know that Scott Perry is technically interim president or whatever you want to call him. He's calling the shots there. But is it is it by committee? You know, is it a, a bunch of them that are sitting, sitting there's there? Gotta you know, be, there's got to be. There's got to be someone else. He's not... You know. There's no way they're going with one man's opinion, and there's no way Dolan and Perry. 
Well, yeah, but Dolan's still going to have finals. D'Angelo Russell. But Dolan's still going to have final say. So somebody else may be presenting these. Of course. And, you know, being and convincing, why, but he's And why wouldn't say. you, right? You're the fucking sure. owner. Just got rid of your president. No one knows what the fuck they're doing in your organization. Yeah. If I was Dolan, I'd want final say. You just want to make sure they're not doing something so haphazard. But it's probably, you know, it's probably Dolan slash or via this Steve Stouts guy. Honestly, it was final say. There's rumors when Mills was fired, you saw Rich Paul. Oh, LeBron's whatever <laughs> agent. I don't know. Yeah. Manager, clutch sports, whatever. Yeah. He fl- he had like this tweet where he was flexing the flex right. emojis. And everyone's like, oh, is Rich Paul going to be the next president? Is Rich Kleinman fucking KD's agent? Yeah, the man who couldn't even get KD to the Knicks. Right. We're going to sign him to be our president. You think Dolan's going to do that? No the guy way. who has all the power and then spurn the Knicks for Brooklyn, we're going to hire him? The last guy we brought in here to, that was supposedly going to you know, lead players this direction, and, you know, which was David Fisdale. How did that oh, work out? Yeah, well, you know, well so I just mean, the, I just the mean for, not... for, mere, for Dolan just and his – you can't chant, you know, sell the team without getting kicked out of the arena. You think Dolan's going to hire – the guy who spurned the Knicks for the Nets to run his basketball operations less than a year after that? There's no yeah, way. And, there, and there's been other, you know, agents' names, you know, that have been mentioned as well. But, yeah, that's not the move here. You don't want an agent to run to run this team. You need— I don't know if I don't want that, but I appreciate you, don't. you I'm telling. I'm telling you that you don't want it. What do you want? What do you want? Like Masai. You want Masai. I, I want Masai. I do, of I course. I want— Sam Presti. I want somebody that I have seen that they've done a lot for their franchise. Yeah, and I, maybe I hear they, you. maybe we get some of that magic over here. You know, at the Garden. I'm watching. Oh, I'm watching. Video just popped up of the Chris Dapps elbow to the face, and for Knicks fans, this is a beautiful sight. This is fun. Here, watch this. Elbow, oof. elbow right to the cheek. <laughs> uh, are you seeing this? I've just got it on a loop right now while I'm talking to you. Mm, poor Chris Stapps. Um, I, I guess you're right, Barry. Uh, you don't want an agent who's just going to go after the big name players. Uh, you, we actually do finally want someone with some experience who knows how to build a team. We need them to the oversee draft, the entire. Yes. We need them to oversee the entire operation from the top we need, down. We need a system. We need a culture. It's, it's, we need an entire overhaul. Yeah. Not just some guy who has relationships with players. No, 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 no. That's not it. That's definitely not it. Have you heard these rumors that Alonzo has been traded already? No. No, you haven't heard that. You just no. you don't believe it. I mean, I've heard like he's as good as gone, but I mean, I've felt that way for quite some time right now. But no, I haven't heard anything that it's that it's done. How can it be done? What it's good with nobody else? No, it's just not that go they, down like you know that, that the, one of these deals is basically done. It's just not you know they're ah. probably awaiting final players to be involved or whatever i don't i don't need to read that i mean the, the writing's been on the wall you predicted before we did this show you said you'd have a, have a good feeling something's happening today or tonight but nothing's happened yet no nothing happened i i thought we were going to see something by like nine o'clock and now you know now it's already ten forty-five. it's not like we're dealing with a west coast team um you know the knicks i don't, I think, I don't think yeah i think you have break. to i think you have to wait till these games are over for the evening and then you might start seeing some things you know yeah yeah. Teams obviously never like to have trades happening during games. Barry, you know what's crummy? Crumb cake. 
So let's talk about it. Sure. You know my favorite crumb crake? Crumb crake? Crumb crake? Crumb crake. Crumb crake. <laughs> but tell us, Barry, about your crumb cakes. When's the last time you had one? It's been a while. It's been a while. Well, th- Thanksgiving. I can't believe it's been so long. And do you miss it? Um, do I miss it? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, Valentine's Day is coming up, and they have these heart-shaped crumb, can, crumb cakes. And are so... you getting that for your wife? Absolutely. Are you for absolutely real? Absolutely, I am. You yeah. have to now. You can't yeah, lie. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and she will like that. Or you well, I mean, that's it. just one little, that's just one little thing of many, for Mrs. Dworkin. Oh, but, all right. Um, really? Are you being serious? You get a lot of stuff for Valentine's Day. You have to, Craig. Yes. Well, I'm an asshole. All right, keep going. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, as you mentioned, they've got um, not only an eight by eight crumb cake, not only a heart shaped crumb cake. They've got crumpkins, which I think they're known for most, um, which are basically like mini muffin form crumb cakes. They're delicious. Available in tons of flavors, including chocolate-type flavors as well. Uh, salted caramel, Brooklyn Joe. Um, they are scrumptious and delicious. Um, they will be delivered right to your door. You go to ClarksonAvCrumb.com. And at checkout, if you use promo code HARDNICKSLIFE, you will get 23% off your order. And any orders over $35, you get free shipping as well. So take a trip down Clarkson Avenue, Crumb, and Crumb get some. Kenny Wooten tweeted earlier that his palms were itchy. What does that fucking mean? That his palms were itchy? Yeah. I know I know what hairy palms means. He what tweeted, my palms are itchy. Palms are itchy. Yeah, let me see if I can find that. Oh, maybe he's itching to... Is he itching to play? To is that play? What it is? Yeah, that probably means he's itching to play. He wants to feel the basketball in his hands. Itchy palms, what's the cause? Itchy palms are certainly annoying. They can drive you mad when the irritating, burning itch doesn't stop. But an itchy palm is rarely a sign of bigger, more serious problems. That's the good news, Barry. Did you see the segue we're doing right now? Our latest sponsor, Itchy Palm Cream Relief. (laughs) Oh, is that right? If you want that, go to itchypalmcreamrelief.com for uh, 25% off your first order. Please use the promo code Hard Nick's Life Itchy Palm Cream. <laughs> that was weird. I don't even know how that happened. I started Googling itchy palms and this whole thing came up. Wow. Let's listen to some fucking voicemails, Barry. All right. Yo, Barry, Craig, Billy from Long Island. I'm ecstatic. Steve Mills has been fired. It's just an exciting time. I don't know why it took some random ass dude in this Steve, for Dolan to pay him millions of dollars when fans have literally been chanting, fire Steve Mills, fire Steve Mills at MSG for weeks now. And then Dolan has to pay, you know, random Steve to come in. And Steve just says, you know, hmm, how about we fire Steve Mills? And Dolan all of a sudden is like, wow. What a great idea. I never thought of that. You know, I don't know why he has to ignore the fan base, but um, it's an exciting time. We have our picks. We're not going to deal our picks. We are going to deal Marcus Morris. I want to thank Marcus Morris for his time with the team uh, and what he's, you know, essentially led us through. And I'm excited to see where this goes. Do we hold on to Scott Perry 
uh, should Scott Perry be be thrown out with the Steve Mills as well? Let me know what you guys think. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. That that is uh, you got a funny look on your face, Barry. But no, because you're really going to come down on what may or may not have been one of the reasons that he was fired. He was fired. You're really going to come down on Dolan now? The the fact that he did it. Just be happy that the guy's gone. You know, he I'm said not gonna... Dolan saw enough, right? It does. It doesn't matter. Whether it was Steve Stout or the or the fans, uh, no one needs to take credit for who who got Steve Mills fired. He's finally fucking gone. Yeah. We didn't know if that was ever going to happen. Right. And I know a lot of Knicks fans are like, "Well, he was." It's kind of funny. Steve Mills was he's now getting promoted because now he's going to be on the board of some other company of of Dolan's. Who gives a fuck? He's not away from the Knicks. Finally, it seemed like that was never going to happen, dude. He's like a cockroach. And I don't like his whole aura or anything. And as far as whether should we should keep Scott Perry or or get rid of him, fucking get rid of him too at the end of the season. Whoever comes in is going to bring in their own people. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. We got one more. Here we go. Steve Mills is fired. And we're going to go down to New York and the Lower East Side and Captain and in Harlem. And then we're going to go down to BK and take over Brooklyn. Is that Alex Jones? What the hell is that? I, I don't know what the fuck that was. Um, I do know, however, because the way our phone line is set up, I see the number that's called. And I don't know if they're trying to pull one over on us, not knowing that we'd see their number, but it's the same fucking number as the guy who left the last voicemail. Just doing a voice. Three minutes later. Oh, really? <laughs> he calls up. I don't know. Pretend to be James Dolan, I think, I guess. Oh, was that a James Dolan voice? I don't think so. It is interesting what he did say, though. Something's about to happen that we've been feeling should happen, and, and there has been divide amongst Knicks fans. There's some crazy Knicks fans who don't want Marcus Morris to be traded. They really believe that he's going to be worth, you know, giving even a bigger contract to this offseason, being a part of the team moving forward, and they don't want to get any assets for him. They want to keep him a Nick. He was born to be a Nick. He's a Nick at heart, whatever else. Some of that changed when he had that female tendencies uh, fucking weird, weird line, which I don't really, I don't think it's fair to give him that hard of a time about. It was really, it came off really bad. But I think he just meant to say that uh, Crowder plays like a pussy, to be honest. Right. And he was trying to be eloquent, eloquent in how he spoke, you know? And instead of being saying, you know, Jay Crowder, he plays like a pussy out there. He was like, you know, Jay Crowder plays with, uh, uh, you know, like female tendencies. He was trying to make it sound good, right? Right. Um, he, so he said that, and all of a sudden, all the people who wanted him to stay were like, oh, that's it. Get this guy off our team. He's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> it was just ridiculous, <laughs> right? Yeah. But now yeah, it is no, good. To, it is good to hear that we're hearing that the Knicks do plan on moving him. It baffles me that that, that people don't want to trade this it's, guy. It's I mean, so bizarre. What what was the ideal situation? Right, that, that was like the whole benefit of all these contracts, especially his one year deal. You hope the guy plays out of his mind, which he has been. You know, his his, his value is off the charts for what he has been up to this year. And I mean, especially like the last couple of games in the fourth quarter, he's been so clutch. And I mean. What more would a, a, a contending playoff team that's making a run to the finals want than a clutch shooter huh. that's got a lot of heart and, you know, is a team player 
you know? Marcus Morris playing the way he has played the season, and especially of late, on this shitty Knicks team, is a perfect storm for us heading into the trade deadline. Oh, you Teams couldn't ask for more, dude. Him. It is perfect, and you all want to want to overlook this opportunity to get some actual assets back for a guy who's going to fucking leave us. Best case scenario, he stays with us, signs some ridiculous long-term deal, and then we realize two years later, oh, he just had a career season with us that first year, yeah. and then we blew all this money on him. That's yeah, what's going to happen. If you could pick one player out of all the guys that you signed that you wanted something like this to happen, it's him. This isn't one of the guys we signed with, like a player uh, with a team huh. option and this and that that we it's have like, all year. the flexibility at anyway. It's just a one-year deal. That's it. $15 million, and, and then he's gone. You know, or you know, nobody says you can't re-sign him over the summer anyway. But 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 this is this is what's sitting in front of you right now, you know. And and yeah, you gotta you gotta get him out and get something for him. I don't care what it is. You know, obviously we hope it's a first round pick, um, and it should generate at least that. But um, but you gotta get something. You don't want. I really wonder here. if that's like that and the D'Angelo Russell. I mean, what you'd give up for D'Angelo Russell is part of the divide in the Knicks front office between Mills, Perry, Dolan. You know, because you did hear that the, the front office was mixed on whether or not to trade Morris. And the front office was mixed on whether or not to give up picks for D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, who who in that front office, as of a few days ago, would want to keep Marcus Morris? Steve Mills, right? Who would want to keep, who would want to do whatever it takes to get D'Angelo Russell? Someone trying to save their job. Scott Perry doesn't strike me as that kind of person for some reason. He seems ultra patient, but Mills knew he was on his last legs. And it was going to be a dangerous situation, him going to the trade deadline with control of the team. The guy who who signed Tim Hardaway Jr. back, right, at that crazy offer sheet. The guy who gave Ron Baker. Ron fucking Baker. Where's Ron Baker? China. China. Actually, no, that's right. It's a different country, I think. But he's no. playing over in Europe. Listen, every it's going to be an interesting trade deadline. But nothing's probably going to happen. I bet nothing. Marcus Morris is going to be traded. Because there's too many teams that really want him. He's probably the premier guy for a contender right now out there, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So there's no way he doesn't get dealt, but that might be it. I love trade deadline day, dude. Last year, I took off the entire day to go hang out with uh, JB from Nick's Film School and Nick's Fan TV. Yeah. At a bar. We sat there wanting so desperately things to happen. Nothing happened. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it was so sad and now this year we're not i'm not doing anything and it'll probably be the total opposite what else do we want to talk about barry is there anyone that you want to see traded here there's the the knicks are interested in landry shamet from the clippers uh kyle kuzma talks for morris we got d'angelo russell uh you know i don't think it's possible but People have been mentioning Carl Anthony Towns for months, but that's not happening. Uh, anyone that you you want the Knicks to go after? I mean, I I I uh, no, not <laughs> no, not really. Other, I mean, Landry Shamet is is can you make right now? Landry Shamet, if we do do a deal with the Clippers, yeah, I'd want to get him from them. I mean, he's still in his rookie contract. He's only like in his second season. Good shooter, um, good shooter. three point shooter. But that's really what he is. Yeah, he's like forty one percent from three. Would you rather have him or Kuzma? Well, here's the deal with Kuzma. Kuzma looked really great his rookie season. Yes. And then LeBron and, came. Yeah, and he's been he's basically been on a decline since then. Um so I don't know if that's but a lot of that is a lot of that supposedly is because his rookie season he had the ball in his hands all the time. LeBron came 
Change the dynamic of the team, obviously. He's running the show. Kuzma's not getting the ball yeah, as it, much as I even started. Yeah, but it's like all of Kuzma's numbers are down, you know. Um, and, yeah, maybe it's maybe it's because of that. Maybe because, because you know, he isn't touching the ball as much. But um, So that's the only thing that worries me with him because he did sh- look like he had so much potential uh, that rookie season. Um, I don't – I mean, you, you heard Mo Harkless's name mentioned. That's ridiculous. The Clippers. I mean, who the, the Clippers want to give up Mo Harkless for fucking Marcus Morris? No, Mo Har- there's certain players that are always tied to the Knicks rumors, and one of them is fucking Mo Harkless. Yeah, he's in his eighth season. He's on the year. fourth year of his contract, an expiring contract of like the 11 dude's million averaging dollars. like five he's... points and three boards a game. Or oh. What the fuck do we want to trade anyone for him? No, what, no, no, just no. giving people away here, <laughs> unless you're getting a first round pick with him or a couple of them. I don't even want to hear it. Yeah, yeah, no, he's garbage. But it's it's exciting, dude. The Clippers are the Clippers and the Lakers. <laughs> yep. are sort of, you know, competing right now for Marcus. Yep. It's then, a very another name, situation. Another name we haven't mentioned, and, you know, we did hear him earlier this season, was Dennis Schroeder, another point guard. Oh, yeah, Dennis Schroeder. He's having right. the best season of his career. He's averaging over 19 points a game, and he's coming off the bench, and he's doing that. And OKC, I mean, the season ended today. OKC's in the playoffs. So, I mean, they could be looking to make a move as well. I, li- I like Dennis Schroeder, and I like D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, I'm so desperate for a, a, a decent point guard that to get a young point guard on the up in their career is very exciting to me, dude. Yeah, I, I mean, think he's he playing behind well. Chris Paul doing that. You know, he, he's another guy. He's averaging like 38% from three, 47% from the field, four assists a game. He's, he's, he's having a really good season. So, you know, is he – he's, a, he's a, a point guard that could score and that can – can do things for you. And what do you, you think know? about DSJ? DSJ, is he out of here? Uh, they've been playing him a lot lately. Frank's not been even getting in the game. They're saying it's his groin. Uh, I don't know. That's the thing. There's so true, many dude. guys on this Knicks team that can be out of here. You know, so many guys that can move. Um, I don't see Randall going anywhere because, frankly, I don't see any teams that are going to want him, you know, for what he would net. Um, I don't think RJ's going to go. I don't think Mitch is going to go. But I think anybody else really is on the table. You know, do you do? You, were you getting the sense though they were showcasing DSJ and sitting Frank, or were they trying to get DSJ back into the mix and sitting Frank because they want to move Frank? I could go fucking either way. With I know, that. I know. You know? It's yeah. like, are you sitting Frank because it keep him healthy? Because he could be because people are interested in him, or are you showcasing DSJ, or is it both? I don't know. Yeah, it's tough to say. It is. I'd probably lean towards they were trying to get a little bit something out of DSJ to show other teams that you know. This is what teams saw, you know, in that draft two and a half years ago. You know, there, there's something there. This kid's an athlete, you know. I think teams are going to go after DSJ. I mean, the Knicks are so you think bad. They're going to go after him today. They're going to make yeah, a push for him that, by three o'clock. Yeah, I think, I think, I think there's interest in him, and I think teams view the Knicks development team as being pretty awful, and teams are going to think they could get something out of DSJ. DSJ has been ruined somehow. He wasn't marvelous when he got here, but he wasn't ruined, right? He he seems ruined, <laughs> yeah. right? Like bottom of his career. He came yeah. out of college, uh, an elite talent, a confident athlete, dude. All the Knicks young guys, their confidence is shattered. I think there's going to be teams that think they can bring more out of him. It's just these guys in the Knicks wasting away. I, I really feel that way. No one's getting better. Is it the coaching? Is it the front office? Is it the development staff? Is it all of the above? That's why we need a complete 
cleanup here. All right, guys, the big moment in the show has come, all right? Uh, about a week ago or so, uh, we tweeted out that we are giving away. Whoever wins is going to pick out what color jersey they want, the size, the name, the number, whatever they want. They want to do a tribute to Kobe on the jersey someone want to do, that's fine. They want to do Mitchell Robinson, fine. They want to put Dworkin on, fine. Whatever. It doesn't matter. So here we're going to randomly pick one of the people who retweeted this. All right, Barry? Yeah. Here's what we're going to do. I'm scrolling through all the retweets right now. Barry's going to tell me when to, when to stop, and he's going to give me a number. All right? That number, Barry, number 1 through 10, the top name that I'm at when I'm scrolling through, I'm going to count down from that number. And that's going to be the winner. All right, that's weird, but however you want to do it, that's This fine. is the only way I know how to do it. Right? Okay. All right. Barry, tell me when to stop. Stop. Okay. Now give me a number. Six. Six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Louis Deman. That's at Lou Reels, R-E-A-L-Z, has won the Knicks jersey congratulations Lou congratulations Barry how do you spell it at, how do you spell how do you spell it at L-U underscore R-E-A-L-Z Lou Real Lewis is the man yep he follows me and he follows me congratulations Lou we're gonna send you a message right now how are you gonna get that jersey alright that's exciting all right, guys, follow me on Twitter at Hard Nick's Life. Follow Barry at Barry Dworkin. This guy, uh, yeah, yeah, that guy actually replied to that tweet too. I thought he looked familiar. That dude was the one that said that he wanted to do something as a Kobe tribute. That was that guy. Yeah, yeah. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, Lou, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna tell us on DM or wherever your size, your address. Exactly what you wanted to say, the color. Congratulations. Call us. Call us, everybody. 516-33, mesh one, drop us a voicemail, 24-7, anytime. Trade deadline. What's going to happen? Will it, well, well, the thing is, will it be one of these names on our Knicks later today? D'Angelo Russell, Kyle Kuzma, Oof. Dennis Schroeder, Mo Harkless, Landry Shamit, Kelly Oubre, oh, Dennis don't. Schroeder. I just wet my pants if you're talking about Kelly Oubre. <laughs> I would love to have someone like Kelly Oubre on this team. I need someone with some balls, some confidence on this fucking team, dude. Everyone's walking around with their heads hanging. All right, guys, until next time, it is a hard. Knicks. Life. I'm going to fucking sleep, dude. I'm exhausted. Yeah, as you should. Good night. Godspeed. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.